We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. What is an area where you feel like... Like you have some exposure moving into to the the playoffs or to the back half of the season that you would like to kind of fix or, or kind of improve. I think one of the things as a team, and I, you know, I hate talking specific positions, you know, but I think we got to get back to play better defense, right? I don't know how we can accomplish that. Obviously, you know, Keek is banged up; he's going to be out for a while. But uh, whatever personnel we have, <clears throat> we got to be very defensively, and uh, we've been playing sloppy defense for the last 10, 12 days, you know. I know we got a, a lot of moving parts, a lot of uh, new guys on the roster, but whatever we do, we got to we gotta play better defensively. Also, I think offensively, uh, we're, we're close to who we are, but obviously, you know, with the guys banked up, you know, you still have to, you know, find ways to score runs. And, uh, you know, we were very athletic early on in the season. That's something that uh, I, I like having uh, in our roster so be more athletic offensively you know uh, when we got rolling there for for a while a month and a half we were really good at stealing bases advancing from first to third scoring for first base and if we can get a little bit more athletic that'll be great for us too all right, that's the manager, Alex Cora, today on with the afternoon show. Brian Barrett taking you all the way up until midnight, 617-779-7937. Cora is telling you that the center fielder sucks. He mentioned Kike Hernandez. He said, Kike's banged up. We don't know when he's going to be back, essentially, to paraphrase what he's saying. He's saying, I can't play Duran out there anymore. If you look at Duran, he's at negative five defensive runs saved in center field. Out of center fielders that have played at least 180 innings, that ranks 42nd out of 45 players. And here's the thing. Duran is minus five in 187 innings. The three guys behind him are 293 innings, 492 innings, and 638 innings. Duran's at 187. So if Duran was actually over, say, 250, he'd be the worst in Major League Baseball from a defensive perspective in center field. That's it. He'd be that bad. And then the other one is Dahlback and French at first base. The defense isn't good enough there. If you look at it over the past two seasons... The Red Sox first base defense since the start of 2021, negative 21 defensive runs saved at first base. The team that is 29th in that statistical category, the Detroit Tigers, they're at negative 11. The Red Sox are at negative 21. Think about how bad that is. Think about the gap between the Tigers who are second to last and the Red Sox who are last. That's a flat out embarrassment. Core is telling you, I don't just need help at first base defensively. I need help in the outfield. If Kike Hernandez is not coming back, we don't just need to add a first baseman. We need to add an outfielder as well because Durant's not playable out there. If he's not hitting, there's no way you can justify keeping that guy in the lineup because he is such 
a horrific defensive player. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Will. He's in Rhode Island. Hey, Will. Hey, what's going on, Brian? What up? Um, so, first first big question, what's the latest with Bogarts? Is it looking like he's out of town, or, or is that are we losing our backbone? I don't think he's going to be back, Will, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, you look at it, too, oh, okay. and, like, that one – you can and like it's going to be really bad for the clubhouse and all that, but that one like you can actually see what they're thinking. His power numbers go down every year, so you're wondering yeah. how well the player is going to age. So I, like I kind of understand the thought process with the Bogarts one. The Devers one is yeah. the one that's going to make me lose my damn mind. There's no way you oh, can no. justify losing that guy. I mean, he's one of the best five hitters in the sport. He's got to be signed up long term. And well, the thing that aggravates me is. Why have they not approached yeah. him until prior to this season at all about talking about a possible contract? That's a joke. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, so if we lose Devers, um, Heim Bloom will be exiled from Boston. <laughs> that's that's the uh, that's more or less what I think. Yeah, if he Red loses Sox Devers, will if he loses Devers, he shouldn't keep his job. There's no way around it. If Devers is not signed. There is no way that that guy should keep his job here. I mean, that's a joke. If you don't keep a guy like Raphael Devers, who is not even in his prime yet, he's 25 years old. If you don't keep a guy like that, what's the point of doing the damn job? What are you doing? What are you working towards? I, I don't understand it. Exactly. No, yeah. So my my point, though, with um, Haim Blooms, because I love Alex Cora. I think he is the perfect manager for the Red Sox. Yep. Um, and then when you look around in Boston, you look at, Ime Udoka, and then our head office with Brad Stevens. By the way, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, that was a steal and a half. I didn't even call in for that one, but that made my Friday. <laughs> but um, but uh, but so yeah. And then looking at the Patriots, do I even have to mention the name for the Patriots? Like it's always been good coaching and a competent uh, front office. And we got we got one half with the coach, but it's uh, high, I don't know because. It's a it's a bad good situation right now because you were said that um like as Red Sox fans it's frustrating because we have all this talent and like the moves that we make are sometimes head scratching. Of course, the Deekman one, even the Story one, to me was like really like Story. I didn't think we were going to sign him in the first place, but um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think uh, Heim Bloom's got to get going. I want I need Bogarts to stay. He is the backbone, and but I understand the mindset because like. You know, he's already won a championship. He's won all-stars with us. So now it's time to get, for him to get paid. I just wish that he would stay in Boston. I, but, think, um, he, I think he wants to, Will. I honestly think he wants yeah, to. I just don't too. think the organization wants to keep him based on the way that they think he's going to age. But the other thing, Will, and I appreciate the call, my friend. His line's open if you want to grab it at 617-779-7937. The other thing is just the fact that right now, all of us right here, can tell you exactly what the Red Sox need. They need a legitimate, bona fide MLB first baseman, not trying to pigeonhole guys into a position they can't play, not trying to just figure this out off the fly. They need a legitimate first baseman, and they need a reliever. Now, they may need an outfielder. Cora mentioned it. He's telling you they need an outfielder. But they definitely, I know without question, they need a first baseman and a reliever. Everybody listening right now knows they need both of those things. And the fact that we're questioning whether or not the guy running the team will actually do it is a joke. But we have to have these conversations because we legitimately don't know. Let's get to Andrew in Sudbury. What's up, Andrew? Hey, Brian. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I feel like it's the same crap every night where we're practically begging Bloom to go out and get another arm in the bullpen and someone who can actually play first base. Not Dahlbeck, not Franchi. 
Um, and when Cora said that this is the last dance, I know he was kidding, but there's definitely some truth in that. Like, all these guys could be gone next year. And the frustrating thing is it's not like there are no options. There's Crone, Bell, Robertson, yep. uh, Daniel Bard. Um, and I, I also grew up with Bogarts, and I'm just going to be really sad to see him leave. So I can hope we, I hope he can end his Red Sox career on a positive note. Yeah, that's what I mean, Andrew. It's like so frustrating. If all these guys are going to be gone, right? And Nate's another guy who Nate has been a great member of this organization. You don't win a World Series without Nate in 18. He was the best pitcher on the team last year. Of course, he started the wild card game that the Red Sox won. If he's going to be gone, if Bogarts is going to be gone, if JD's going to be gone, well, why don't you give them a legitimate chance? I mean, they deserve it. All these yep. guys deserve a chance to make a run at a World Series based on the fact that what they've done for the organization. These guys are legitimate, bona fide champions. You don't want to resign them long term. That's your prerogative, whatever, even if we disagree with it. But at least give them a chance in their final year to go out and win. Couldn't agree with you more, Brad. Thanks for taking my call. All right, good stuff, Andrew. His line's open if you want to grab it. It's 617-779-7937. That's the thing that aggravates me. Like, I disagree with a lot of the stuff that Bloom does philosophically. I do. Now, I can also acknowledge that he's done a lot of really good things. But I disagree with a lot of the stuff he's done. I disagree with taking all these flyers on guys in the bullpen. Deekman sucked last year. There's no reason to bring that guy in when all these other relievers are out there. The Ryan Taperas of the world. The Colin McHughes of the world. Get a guy that's been good recently. Deekman was not good last year. You look at the numbers, he was going in the wrong direction. And guess what? You brought him here and he's been worse than he was last year. So you take all those things together. And the fact that right now you have a team where all these guys are up after the season. You need... To give them a legitimate chance. There's a reason that Cora today referenced the last dance. He brought that up. Much just asked him a question about whether or not you have conversations about with Bogarts and with Devers about their impending free agencies. Devers, of course, under club control for another year as well. And he mentions the last dance comment. And then he gives you this story about J.D. Martinez and J.D. Martinez talking to the guys and telling them all about, hey, we got to keep grinding. We have a chance here. Why would the manager bring that up? Why would the manager, out of nowhere, why would he bring up to Lou and Christian and Mutt? Why would he randomly bring up that story about J.D. Martinez? Mutt didn't ask him about J.D. Lou didn't ask him about J.D. Christian didn't ask him about J.D. He volunteered that story. Ordinarily. You never hear stuff like that. The manager just went out of his way to tell you what happened when J.D. Martinez was named an all-star. That what transpired was you had a situation where J.D. talked about grinding and an opportunity to continue to win and a chance to win this year and saying we're in the right, right direction. And Alex Cora, at the end of the J.D. story, says we're going to have a really good chance in the second half of the season. He is saying, you need to do something. Heim Bloom, you need to get off your ass. And I just, I keep coming back to this very simple thing. And I'm going to continue to emphasize this until Heim Bloom actually does it. Everybody here listening to this show, everybody knows that the Red Sox right now need a first baseman and the Red Sox need a quality reliever. And we can give you the names. And I'll get into it in greater detail in just a second here. Josh Bell, C.J. Crone, those are two first basemen that are going to be available. 
Daniel Bard, David Robertson. Those are two relievers that are going to be available. I'm telling you, the Red Sox need to grab two of those four guys, one reliever and one first baseman. Now, I would like to go even big game hunting, like a David Bednar from the Pirates. He may not be on the market. I'd like to go after a guy like that that's an absolute stud. Probably not going to be able to do something like that. So I'm not going to be crazy about it, but I'm telling you, it's not going to cost you a whole lot to get those guys I mentioned. Because first of all, Robertson's in the final year of his contract. Bart is old. CJ Crone has two years left. But Bell's a free agent after the season as well. So we're talking about guys that aren't going to cost you top-tier prospects. And the reality is this. Bloom has done a pretty good job building up the farm system. But here's the reality. A lot of the guys that you could trade for Josh Bell are never going to be part of the Red Sox. So what is the holdup here? What is the holdup? What is this whole idea? The idea is about winning a championship. So if you want the best opportunity in the final year with some of these guys, with Bogarts, with JD, with Nathan Evaldi, with that core, well, then why wouldn't you make a move to try to give them a chance to win a championship? I don't get it. Why do you want to hold on to every prospect? A lot of them are never going to make it. So if you have an opportunity to take some guy that's somewhere between the 10th and the 20th best prospect in your organization to get a quality first baseman and to get a reliever, why the hell wouldn't you do it? All right, 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett taking you up until midnight. We'll continue to hit on this. Was Alex Cora on the afternoon show telling Heim Bloom to get this team help? We'll play that next, and we'll get to your thoughts. 617-779-7937. Brian Barrett with you here on EI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I know, Alex, you talked to these guys beginning of the year about uh, the, the looming contract stuff for, for Xander and Rafael Devers. We're approaching the trade deadline here, and I, I'm curious. I, you try to ignore the noise here, uh, and obviously getting towards a, a big point here on August 2nd. Has any of that stuff popped up at all in, in your clubhouse? Are guys talking about this might be the last run, not just for those two guys, but of all the key kids? There's a lot of free agents on this team with the trade deadline looming. The last dance, the last dance. No, you know what? Um, last dance. And uh, <laughs> I can tell you, I can tell you. Okay, so yesterday uh, we 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 found out JD uh, made the All Star game, right? And uh, whenever we 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 have these moments, you know, uh, All Star games, uh, 
you know, first big league win, Lou, you've been there, you know, with the celebrations and first big league hit and all that stuff. We, we, we take a moment as a team and, um, you know, yesterday with JD it was about how great he's been uh, since, you know, the, the topic was like this guy, he got released. He went to the to Venezuela to work in his craft. He came back, you know, and he's a monster offensively. And, and we went through the numbers. And then JD spoke, you know, to the team. And I, I found it, you know, very. Uh, it, it was a it, it was a good moment for the team because the the message was, and I've been saying all along during the during the show every every Wednesday, like we put ourselves in this situation, right? We we struggle early, we are where we are right now in the standings, and we get a chance to to make it to the playoffs. And what he said is like, we grind it until now. We're gonna keep grinding. We're gonna keep working. We've been together. Most of us in 2018, we know what it takes. Let's keep working and and, and, and get it done. And uh, when it comes from a guy like that, you know, it means a lot. I know I talk to them on a daily basis, all this and all that. But sometimes if you talk too much, you know, the message gets gets lost, right? Um, you've been there, uh, Christian, you know, yeah. like, it's like, okay, enough, man. I get it, you know, we have to grind. But when it comes from a player that has... He's been there, done that, you know, five-time All-Star, World Series champion, a guy that rakes. The message is loud and clear, and uh, I think it was a good moment. Also, I didn't know about Christian talking to um, Chris before he warmed up yesterday and telling him how much he means to us and uh, what we can do with him, you know, when he's healthy. And uh, stuff like that has been going on. It, it, it happens a lot when... When you're a little bit injured or banged up, right? And uh, we had all these moments, you know, with Rafi and Xander and JD. And I think this group is in a is in a great position mentally. Obviously, we have to grind. We know that because uh, you know because of injuries. But that's part of 162. But to to look around and see where we are in the standings is not where we want it to be. But we're in a good position to make a run in the second part of the season and have fun in October at Fenway. All right, well, you heard the manager. That's Alex Cora. That is unbelievable to me. He brings up the last dance. He brings up the fact that J.D., he volunteered that story about J.D., and he says that they're going to be playing in October. And what he's telling you is, hey, we need to make a run here, and if we're going to make a run, it's on High and Bloom to make a deal. And look, you can say that he wasn't saying that directly, but he's telling you. Why the hell else does he volunteer that story about J.D. telling the guys we got to keep grinding? We still have a chance at this thing. Why else is he volunteering that story? He comes on the afternoon show here on the flagship station of the Red Sox because he's not getting through to the, the guy running the team. He can tell Bloom all he wants. He's not getting through to him. It feels like to me that right now what Cora wants to do is try to put it out there that, hey, we need some damn help. Go do it. Go make a damn move. And that's the thing that is just so perplexing to me. And it's so aggravating to me that we all know what this team needs. We've known for two years they need a first baseman. Haven't done it. We know they need bullpen help. Haven't done it. And that's the thing that I just wonder. How are we having a conversation about whether or not a guy running an organization is actually going to make those moves? How is that even a question right now? I know that if Dave Dombrowski, and criticize Dave Dombrowski all you want, even though a lot of the criticism is just completely misguided. Everybody, oh, he gutted the farm system. How? He gave up Yohan Mankata, who blows, and he gave up Michael Kopech for Chris Sale. 
I mean, Kopik's a good going to be a good player, you would think, but he's never had like a long extended run of being good. I mean, he's got talent, but you would make that trade again. Oh yeah, he traded for Craig Kimbrell. The best player he gave up was Manuel Margot. So this whole perception that David Dombrowski gutted the farm system, it's not true. Now, if you want to say he didn't build it up to what you wanted it to be, fine. That's a different conversation. And then he gets blamed for the Chris Sale contract. He didn't make that deal. Ownership did. Bottom line, ownership didn't want to botch it like they botched the situation with John Lester. Chris Sale has said on multiple occasions that he should be thanking John Lester for his contract. So, like, this whole idea that Dave Dombrowski gave up a bu- gave out a bunch of bad contracts. And, look, I'll be honest. I criticized the Evaldi deal. I thought it was bad. But, clearly, it's been good. He was outstanding last year. And he had a pretty good year this year prior to the injury. And, Evaldi, you can't really argue with that deal and say it's a bad one. He led all of American League starters last year in Fangraph's war. He was outstanding. And he was on the mound in the wild card game, and he outpitched Garrett Cole, right? So, I mean, you got to give Dave Dombrowski credit for that. But I do know this about Dave Dombrowski. And we can argue whether or not, obviously, Bloom is better at building a farm system. And he's made some good moves. I'm not telling you everything he does is bad. Pavetta trade, great. Garrett Whitlock, pickup, really good. Schreiber, pickup, really good. I'm not telling you he's not, he hasn't made good moves. But the fact right now that we're wondering whether or not he'll actually make the proper moves to put him over the top, I can tell you this about Dave Dombrowski. We would never ask that question. If you're entering the trading deadline right now with Dave Dombrowski, do you think he'd get a first baseman? Yes. Do you think he'd get a reliever? Yes. He would actually tell you what he was going to do. He actually said when he took the job, I need to go get a closer, and he got Craig Kimbrell. He said, I need a starter, and they go after a guy, and they, they go after different guys, right? He tells you. He said, I need a second baseman that can hit from the right side. He goes after Ian Kinsler. He legitimately would tell you what he was going to do. And now with Heim Bloom, we're actually legitimately wondering with the team that has Rafael Devers, Xander Pogart, J.D. Martinez, Nathan Avaldi, Chris Sale, Garrett Whitlock, we're actually asking questions about, hey, do you think Heim Bloom's actually going to get a first baseman? Do you think Heim Bloom's actually going to get a reliever? Like, we should never have those questions. This team is good enough to make a run in the postseason. And here's the thing. <laughs> You're almost underestimating how good Cora is. Cora's an exceptional post-game manager. We would all agree with that. And you're actually almost taking that talent for granted. You're almost, and maybe Cora is offended by this. I don't know this personally, but maybe he's offended with the fact that Bloom may not believe in him enough to go get him the proper guys. And how could you not believe in Cora? All right, 617-779-7937 the number. Let's get to Alex in Connecticut. What's up, Alex? Brian, you couldn't be more spot on about Dombrowski. 110% correct. But you know what? You know, I've been hopping on it, you know, especially in the last three weeks about Hein Bloom. And I saw and I said it, and I was afraid that this was going to happen, what's happening by losing these, you know, this these two series with Tampa and, and the Yankees each before the All-Star break. So if we end up losing most of these games, which it, it apparently is going that way, this is falling right into Hein Bloom's hands. He is going to be a he. He has wanted to be a seller. He is going to sell. He's going to get rid of Martinez and he's going to get rid of Bogarts, and that's the end of it. And and then, you know we're all going wait. To you think at the trading deadline he's? You think at the trading deadline? I think he's. I think he's going to sell. Yes, I do. Holy and I don't crap. think management is going to say boo. And I think that you know he's going on. You know this is his long term scheme. And Devers, you know what? Hein Bloom make a big mistake with Devers. 
because Devers can get money from the Dodgers or, you know, the Mets are losing Escobar after next year. So he's a perfect fit for that, for a, an owner with a ton of money that wants to win championships. Oh, yeah. You, Devers you is think... going to want to win a championship. <laughs> you think Cohen will it's pay true. him? Hell yeah. That's he doesn't right. care. Cohen will say, here's a blank check, uh, Rafi. Just sign up. You want eight years? No problem. You want 10 years? No problem. Just fill it in. That's what's going to happen. So while John Henry's been busy watching the Pittsburgh Penguins and Liverpool, and he let his little uh, Bloom play his little uh, farm, farm game here, we've just lost you know, a historical franchise and the opportunity not only to win last year, but even the opportunity this year. Because look at the teams you've got in and now. Now Seattle's into it again. Yeah. Baltimore is now into it. Mancini's not on the market now. They're not going to sell him. They might even add. All these guys are going to add. The Yankees, Tampa Bay, the Orioles, uh, Seattle. I mean, who knows? Cleveland. I mean, all, you know, now we've got a real – what are our chances? And, Alex, here's my problem with that. It's, it's Alex, here's my problem. He needs prob- to be fired. He needs well, to be fired. Well, hey, if he does what you're saying at the deadline, then he should be fired. But let me – if he doesn't get a first baseman, he doesn't get a reliever, he should be fired. Bottom line, because that's not they doing – fire him, though. No, I, I, I don't think they will today. either, Alex. But here's my thing. If they actually – if he gets to the deadline and he sells, he's going to be doing that because of stuff that he screwed up. Because he didn't get enough bullpen arms in the offseason. Because he decided to roll into the season with Bobby Dahlbeck as the everyday first baseman. If this team sells, it'll be because of stuff that he screwed up and stuff that he effed up. So that's the thing that would really irritate me about that. Exactly. But, but you it's like and there's I, no responsibility. We agree with that. But he doesn't look at it that way. He's got a different perspective because he's got some, he, he sees something else. He wants the accolades for being able to have the, the, the under $200 million payroll with the diamonds in the rough that he was able to collect and produce this unbelievable team. Yet, I want to see yet which one of his, his picks has really come on to be an all-star. That's what we're going to wait to see, the 224 team, the 225 team, because these guys, even if they're doing great in the farm, you got to prove it in the MLB level. And that's not always easy to do. So we'll see how his plan really works uh, out. You know what the thing that aggravates me, Alex? It's not like to get these guys we're mentioning, right? C.J. Crone, Josh Bell, David Robertson, Bard. or Daniel Bard, right? We should make a deal with Colorado. Yeah, Daniel Bard, right? No, I, look, I'm with you, Alex. But here's the thing. It's not like to get those guys, you're going to have to give up like one of your top t- You're not giving up Cassis or Marcelo Mayer or Brian Bayo. You're not giving up top-tier prospects. You're giving somebody probably in between 11 and 25. And if you're not willing to do that, what the hell's the point? What is the hell is the exactly. point? Why, why not give up a guy like, like York or, you know, or, or well, I would give up prospects. York, but I understand your point. I would not give up York. You've got to, you've got to give something to get something. Yeah, but right to get now. the guys, guys we're talking about, Alex, you're not going to – Alex, to get the guys we're talking about, you don't have to give up York. He doesn't have to be a top ten prospect in your organization. You don't have to do that. That's the thing that's aggravating to me. Like, I totally understand, like, last year, like, the Scherzer move. The Dodgers give up the number one and the number two prospect in their organization. I get that. I get why the Red Sox wouldn't make a deal like that, especially at this particular point in time. But we're talking about giving up maybe the 15th or the 12th prospect in your organization. If you don't give those guys up, what's the damn point? I just I just don't see it that way. You got to you know what? A lot of people said Dombrowski was crazy when he made his trades, and they all worked out well. And I was really yeah. happy. 
And you well, know, you know what he was really good at, there. Alex. You know what he was really good at. An underrated skill of Dave Dombrowski. He was really good at picking out the guys in his farm system that he knew he could give up. Like, for example, remember who he traded for Steve Pierce? Santiago Espinal. It's not like he's a yes, horrible player, but he's not. That. that was a great pickup. Yeah. yeah, he's not a. He's not like an unbelievable player. He's fine. He's a everyday player for Toronto. They wouldn't like him to be that way. But Dave Dombrowski, Manuel Margot for Kimbrel, like that was the main piece. He picks out the right guys. It's an underrated skill that Dave Dombrowski had, where he could pick out the right guys to trade. Alex, appreciate the call tonight, my friend. His line's open if you want to grab it at six one seven 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 nine. 793.7. We're not talking about giving up top-tier prospects. We're talking about giving up a guy or two to bring in people that are going to help the major league team right now. I don't understand why that's too much to ask. Oh, boy. He's back. After a couple nights of an absence, I don't know where the hell he's been, the legend himself is back. It's David in Florida. David. Hey, David. Um, did you miss me? How could I not, David? I don't. I don't know where you've been. Where ha- Where have you been? You just been so depressed. The Red Sox are losing, or it's because Rafi's been out. You got nobody to complain about. No, I mean I was actually scared to talk with you. I mean you you almost like blew my socks off the other day, and you know, and uh, I mean I just uh, I was getting a little timid and a little, uh, you know. I mean I'm starting to. I intimidate to, you. To, to, oh yes, I mean you're. Well, you know, yeah, I'm six foot you know, five, yeah. two thirty. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you'll 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 you're like uh, uh, the biggest villain in, in WWE, the Undertaker. You know, oh wow, that's who you are. You're he's more, still you're he's still out the there. Undertaker. Undertaker's still kicking. I don't know. No, actually, Undertaker retired. I'm like Chris yeah. Sale with the yeah. TVs, right? Yeah. Did you know the Undertaker was a great college basketball player too? By the way. Is that true? I don't know much about wrestling. Is that actually true? It's true. That's true. He was. Wow. But uh, at any rate, you know these these problems are like you like you've been alluding to the, the, the past few days. They're systemic, and and we need to hear from the ownership now. I mean, there's a lot they of just, they just talked to the Globe today. Oh, what there? I didn't see it. Oh, so there was an article in the paper today yeah. with John Henry. Yeah, I didn't see it. Well, he's got to. You guys got to get him on the radio too, because there is. You know, I mean, what's happened the past ten games has neutralized or trivialized everything that they did last month. So I mean, and and the players are playing too hard. That's why they're making these careless mistakes because they're trying too hard. I mean, French, you didn't even look when he threw the ball to, to Vasquez yesterday. He didn't even turn his face. He just airmailed it to him. Um, Ref, Ref Snyder, the, the careless play today. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know what Ref Snyder was doing. Cora said yeah, after the game, he's just got to throw it a second. I don't know what he was doing there. Yeah. And Devers James throwing out his third. I mean, uh, and, and Verdugo yesterday. Uh, I mean, they're trying too hard. The pressing, they feel press, they feel the pressure, and these issues are systemic. I mean, and yes, Chaim uh, um, has to make a couple of significant trades, and like I've said for the longest time, he needs to be willing. Like the guy before me just said, if you want to get, you got to give, and he has to be willing to part not only with prospects but one or two of the younger players on the roster now too. 
And to, to get, if you want to get, you have to give. And he just has to do that. So who are you willing to give up, David? You want to give somebody off the major league roster? I think Frenchie is marketable. I think Frenchie could definitely get some some help if you package Frenchie with with one of the prospects, maybe like you were just alluding yeah. to. Package um, Frenchie is definitely Frenchie has a lot of potential, and I, and I actually think I actually think Frenchie could be a, a decent first baseman next year if he was to put some time in the in the off season. And in the development. Well, isn't that the issue? Like, I understand your point, David, about, okay, if you can, if he's trade bait, fine, I'm with you on that. But isn't that sort of the problem with this team is the fact that, all right, yeah, maybe eventually he can be a good first baseman. But the fact that the first time he plays first base is this year in AAA because Bobby yeah. Dahlbeck's not hitting, that's embarrassing. That shouldn't happen to the Boston Red Sox. No, you're right. It's the same thing like, like um, Bradford said last week. What's more alarming is that, um, Hulk is the closer. Not that he's doing a good job, but that he is the closer because that means they have nobody else. Uh, What's more alarming is that Frenchie is the first baseman because Chaim is not doing his job. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Chaim's done a poor job this year. I totally agree with you. I can't believe I'm saying that, but you make some good points here. Wow. Wow. I mean, goodness gracious. I must have gone through uh, uh, a I mean, I'm, I'm flattered to... To, to, to know that you agree with me now. I'm tickled pink, Brian. I want to reach, reach out to the telephone say? line. To get, I said, I'm tickled pink. Oh, my God, David. Mm. What the hell and are you I talking about? You big, I want to give you a big bro hug. You said you agree with me. I mean, it's it's not that often that you agree with me. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you that Haim has done a poor job with the first base situation and the bullpits, bullpen situation. You can't argue to the contrary. I mean, it's been horrible. But the one thing I will say that does hold some promise for the for the second half is that um is gonna be coming back soon. Friday and and this Friday yeah, night and the sale. Okay, yeah. So and and sale. So and a sale can do anything but he had a great outing yesterday. I mean he had a terrific outing yesterday. Yeah, he was good. So, I mean so if they can put together a, a consistent second half then you have your one two punch at the top of the top of the rotation and but yeah. he has to go out and get and get a bullpen he has to get some he has to fix the bullpen just just get rid of Dickman. no i'm he trying blows. to i'm trying to switch some nicknames for Dickman. yes you know in the back of the 90s Walkman. we had we had up we had upper deck back and way back was and we need a nickname <laughs> for Dickman now. walkman yeah walkman there you go he walks everybody yeah. walkman yeah just has to go. Just get rid of him. All right, David. Hey, appreciate the call, my friend. Peace be with you. <laughs> what am I in church? All right. Well, we'll get into it next. The guys that Bloom could be targeting. I'll tell you who he should be going after next right here on EEI. All right, we're taking you up until midnight, 617-779-7937. Brian Barrett with you. Let's get to Matt. He's in Manchester, New Hampshire tonight. What's up, Matt? Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Good. Uh, so I've said this from uh, the beginning before Arroyo got hurt. Don't you think they were trying to set the table to deal Bogarts, maybe not at the deadline, but definitely in the offseason by calling up Downs just to see if he can play that role until Meyer's ready? It just seems that there was no reason to bring Downs up until, and obviously Royal got hurt, they brought him back up. But before that. You mean like that one day he came up for? 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't know if it was going to be like a stint up there, but I, I, I just feel like the writing was on the wall that they're not they're not going to extend Bogart. Yeah, I, I believe the writing is on the wall as well, my, Matt, but I don't believe that Jeter Downs, I think that was just because he's on the 40, man, the, other, the first time uh, he came up. I think that's the only reason he came up. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, also, but I, what, I am with you on the on? I am with you on the Bogart thing. I don't believe they're bringing him back. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I I mean maybe two birds and one stone, and they trade for a reliever and a first baseman for Bogarts at the deadline. No, they can't do that. They can't trade Bogarts at the deadline. There'll be a mutiny in the clubhouse. He can't do it, Matt. Yeah, that's true. I just wanted to get get your thoughts on that. I just thought that that was the reason, but the 40 man makes sense as well. Yeah, I think that's the reason is because, I mean, there's been guys at the minor league level this year in AAA that have been better than Jeter Downs. That's the only thing. And the other thing is this. He actually, (laughs) it's kind of crazy. Like, he sucked for most of the season in AAA. After he made his debut here, he went down there and he actually hit, which is like shocking. Yeah, I mean, he's been hitting... He's been putting the ball in place. I mean, even today, he had good at-bats. Well, and he's going to continue to play now because Story's down. And you know what, Matt? You bring up an interesting point with the Royal. I just don't know how you can justify keeping that guy around. He's always hurt. He's supposed to be this, like, super utility guy that can play a bunch of different positions, but he's always hurt. He's kind of useless. Oh, I cannot. I I can't stand him. He's useless. It's almost like they're just trying to make a Brock Holt 2.0, and it's just it's (laughs) not working. Yeah, hey, Matt, appreciate the call, man. (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks, man. All right, let's get to Jeff. He's in a car. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Brian. How you doing tonight? Good, man. I don't know how you guys, the way you guys are thinking of high and bloom, but, I mean, if you look back, he had 14 years with the uh, Rays, and if 14, this guy could write a book on how to make it to the World Series with first-round draft picks. The guy had crappy teams for the five years. There's five first-round draft picks he got, and then he started getting good. This guy has no interest in taking on current good players to make this team better. He's gonna he's gonna build up the foul league with first round draft picks, and that's where we're gonna be. We're gonna be about five years away from the World Series now. That's how I feel. Yeah, it's incredibly irritating too, Jeff. Right? Because if you look at it if, with this year in particular, with all these guys, Vasquez and obviously the big guys, Bogarts, Martinez, Nathan Avaldi, and if you're not gonna try to win with this group in their final kind of year together, what the hell is the point of running a team? What the hell is the point of exactly. competitive sports? Like I don't understand I, I get like the long term health of the organization and I understand why you don't want to give up like a I'm not advocating to give up a top five guy in your farm system. I'm just talking about adding a legitimate professional first baseman, unlike Bobby Dahlbag, and it feels like I'm trending towards the direction where I really wonder if he's actually gonna do it. I don't think he's gonna. Well, you knew you knew last year you needed a first baseman. I mean, Schwarber was a head 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 and shoulders above the two that we got now. Yeah, I know he's not as good defensively, but he hit the hell out of the ball. Right, right? and here's the we thing: had the same chance, <laughs> we had the same chance as the Yankees did to get to get um um uh, first Rizzo. base. Rizzo, and we and they didn't move on him. And they, look at the guy, look what he's hitting now. Yeah. Well, and he hits bombs. Yeah, he hits bombs. Well, here's the thing, Jeff. Here's the thing about Schwarber. So if you weren't going to prioritize defense at first base, why wouldn't you have just brought him back? He's a far superior player to Dahlbeck and Cordero. It makes no sense. And Cordero was never supposed to Cordero was never supposed to play first. He was never supposed to do it because Dahlbeck was so bad and Travis Shaw sucked that they just decided, hey, he's going to play first now. He was never the plan. That's why I can't get mad at Franchi. It's not his fault. No, no. But but that goes right back to the fact that this guy has no interest in signing good players. 
I'm he with you. This is exactly what he did in Tampa Bay. Yeah. If you look at the track record from when he started there, what, 2005? He did the same thing. He just built the team on draft picks. Yeah, I'm with you. Hey, Jeff, appreciate the call, man. That was it. Yeah, you take care, man. Have a good night. All right. Well, man, it was a therapeutic show tonight. After everything that transpired in that game, I feel like I got a lot of thoughts out. Oh, and by the way, before we leave, the two guys, CJ Crone with the Rockies, Josh Bell with the Nationals. Everybody knows those are the first baseman, first baseman rather, that are going to be available at the deadline. Heimblum doesn't get one of those guys. It's going to be a real bad look for him. Bottom line, no way around it. If he does not get one of those guys, it is going to be an absolutely atrocious look for Heimblum. And there should be uproar in the fan base if that happens. All right, thanks to Joe for producing. I'll be back with you tomorrow for pregame at 6.10. Then I'll have you after the game. Have a great night, everybody. Be safe and be well. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 